see the drip, yeah, I'm fitted up. Hop in my car in the giddy up. Secure the bag, yeah, I get the bus. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. You see the drip, yeah, I'm fitted up. Hop in my car in the giddy up. Secure the bag, yeah, I get the bus. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I've been on the flex since flex zone. What is up? This is the Auto Disruptor Show. I'm your host, Josh Mitchell. Hope all is well and you are having a good time in the industry as we go through some more changes as we always will um in this episode we're going to talk about follow-up and your follow-up sucks and over the past uh few years obviously follow-up i've been in the internet bdc world for a long time sales manager um, been in the marketing side. Uh, I've kind of had my hands in a lot of different things over the course of my career so far. And I can tell you over the past three years, um, I would tell you that I think we all will agree that uh, follow-up wasn't a thing that you really honestly had to do. Um, inventory shortages, you either had it or you didn't. And if you had it, you went on to the next. If they didn't want to pay the price that you wanted to charge them, and just moved on down the line. Well, guess what? We're back. We're back to normal times. We're back to uh, inventory uh, being a, a, you know, you can go you drive around any type of dealership right now and uh, they're flooded with inventory and we have interest rate hikes that have gone on. And so we're at an interesting time where we're going back to the basics and back to normal. And a lot of you are are flailing because you have no no follow-up plan. You have salespeople who don't know how to follow up, which is another huge issue, is that the salespeople don't know how to follow up. And so you have to teach these people what it is to follow up with a customer. I do a lot of um I do a lot of secret shopping, uh, I look at my competition, what they're sending out, what they're not sending out. You know, I've, I've gotten some good things from some people, but I can tell you over the past year, I have not gotten anything worth a damn because they're sending generic stuff. They're sending things that don't make any sense. I will ask questions in the, in my submitting of an, of an internet lead um, and they won't answer them. Um, it's, it's like we're dealing with brain damage. And I can tell you, this is an industry that's plagued. And also the real estate agent, uh, real estate market is plagued with people who don't follow up and don't answer um, inquiries over the Internet. It actually plagued, it, it, it kills me because I have done some research on, on real estate and different things and reached out to people. And it's like crickets. And our industry, the automotive industry, is not any different. Um, we as a whole, uh, do a really poor job of following up with our customers. And I can tell you that um, my perspective on this is a little more aggressive than some, um, and some are a little more aggressive than me. Um, But I believe that when someone submits their information um, via whatever it is, cars.com, Autotrader, TrueCar, your website, Facebook, any type of marketing that you're doing that a form submission is um, submitted, um, they ring your doorbell. And like I was telling um, a team this morning, um, I want you to be a, a bulldog when they ring the doorbell, which means that you have to go after uh, 
and utilize all your medians. I hate email by all stretch of the imagination. Email is not my best, but it is a necessary evil. Um, but you have to hit it. You have to hit email. You have to hit their phone by calling them. One of the biggest things that I teach people, this is not something that I created. It's just something that I've used that I've heard. And um, some people have been successful at this. But whenever I get a an inquiry, I'm going to double call them. Because a lot of times um, our phone number comes across as spam or our phone. They don't know our phone number. It's not like they have the dealership's phone number by any stretch of the imagination um, saved into their phone. And so the double call, the reason why I do this is because um, there's a chance that if I double call, um, that they're going to answer on that second call because they're wondering who this is. might be important. Um, and I just don't know who this is, but it might be an important phone call. And so I'll answer the phone or I'll be annoyed and I'll answer the phone. Um, but regardless, you're getting a hold of the customer. And, um, so that's one thing that I will highly suggest that you do. Um, if you're a salesperson answering online inquiries, if you're a BDC, uh, if you're a sales manager following up the customer, do the double call trick. And I guarantee you'll get a hold of a lot more people due to that fact. And then the fact of the matter is you have text customers. Um, it's one of those things that I know all of us um, will read a text. Doesn't mean we'll reply to a text, but all of us will read it. So we know that 90 something percent, <clears throat> if not 100 percent of text messages are read. Doesn't mean they respond, but it does mean that you have to continue down that path. And so here's the things. Number one, obviously, they ring your doorbell, be a bulldog, go after it. Number two, develop a plan. And not a generic plan that your CRM provider has provided you. I know a lot of you, because I go in to do some consulting with some, some dealerships, that they have a generic version of their follow-up process um, that their CRM has designed. And I'm not telling you that their their design is broken. I'm just telling you that you need to be unique in your dealership and you need to really think it through on how you want your consumers to be followed up with. And when you develop that plan, and I highly suggest you put it on a whiteboard, um, get some really smart people around you that are inside the dealership. If you need to do a consultant, by all means, hire a consultant to help you with this, but it needs to be your plan and it needs to be unique to your dealership. Doesn't mean you're fucking special by any means because you work at a high end store and you think that, 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 that the Mercedes Benz customer or the Porsche customer or those or the Audi customer needs to be followed up a different way. Yes, there needs to be some tweaks to it by all stretch of the imagination, but I can tell you, as, as, as someone who has shopped a Porsche dealership, has shopped an Audi dealership, I, as a consumer who wants to buy something like that, I want you to be a little persistent. I don't want you to be hands-off and just like, if you want to buy it, you want to buy it. It's cool. If you don't, screw you. I don't care. And so it doesn't matter what manufacturer you have on the sign in front of your dealership. Um, it needs to be unique and it needs to be aggressive. Okay. We know that most customers make a decision when the, within those first seven days. Um, so we'll say within the first three days, but you need to be a little bit aggressive on this. Okay. And I understand that some of you are like, I don't want to be a bother. 
Um, you need to be figure out what that line is. And and I've developed follow up processes, follow up processes over over my career. And I can tell you, there's a there's a line. I want to be just close enough to the line of them telling me to go screw myself, but I don't want to be too far across the uh, where I am am not following up enough. So you have to be a happy medium uh, of of that because you know ultimately you want to get hold of these customers, you want to serve them. Um, and then the big thing is whatever plan you design, whatever plan that your leadership squad has said deemed worthy that this is our plan, you need to hold that plan accountable and your people accountable to the plan. A lot of times we'll we'll set a plan and forget it. And then you look at, you know, and it depends on how you set it, if it's task driven or if it's bucket driven, whatever the case, um, whatever it is that you decide you need to do, you have to go all in and accountability needs to be on your people, on your sales managers, on your staff, whoever is involved in this. Um, they need to be held accountable for following the process. And a lot of times I'll go and look in stores and, and they're task driven and their people have 300 plus tasks. So are we really, we have a plan, but we're not following it. And you really need to sit down one-on-one -on -one with your team and, and understand that this is our process. Um, this is what we adopt it and tweak it as it goes. I mean, I look at a process every 90 days to see if there's any tweaks that I need to make, any templates or anything or emails that I need to get out of the system, refresh, those types of things. Every 90 days, you need to be doing this. But you have to keep your team accountable to holding the plan so you are successful with the plan. And if there are 300 tasks in 90% in of your staff um, work, plan, work plan or workflow, then they're not following the process. And you need to develop some sort of checkout every single day to make sure that we're doing it. And it needs, and the checkout just needs to be, you, you shouldn't be as, as, as a manager, as, as GSM, BDC director, manager, you shouldn't go into this final checkout and be surprised by the results. If you are surprised that they haven't done shit all day, well, then you should have checked in earlier as the day progressed. If they sold four or five cars, understand that maybe um, there needs to be some leeway. But the reality is that those there's still customers in there that need to be followed with. There's still things that need to be done. And regardless that you sold five cars, it shouldn't be a pat on the back and just let them go. If they That's the plan. As, as a team, as a dealership, that was the plan that we decide upon. And regardless of what happens, it needs to be executed because there's downtime. I understand if you sell five cars, there's not much downtime. So we need to figure out something with that person. But that's not everybody. If they sold no cars and they did 10 tasks for the day, are you kidding me? How are you, you going to be successful? So whatever plan that you have, it needs to be held accountable. And and then the, with the long-term term fit, can't speak today, with a long-term follow-up, let the system do its thing. I see so many reps ask, ask, can we kill the lead? I haven't had any response. Let the system do its thing. After 25, 20, 25 days, whatever you deem worthy, I typically do it around that 20-day mark. I let the system do its thing. Let it do its emails. Let it keep following up with the customer. 
And let me focus now on some of the newer stuff that is going to, to produce some fruit. Because you will have a lot of people that will run down the rabbit hole of just doing task to do task. And they'll follow the customers just because. And the end result is, I don't know what they want in the end result. They're just getting their tasks done. Um, and that's not what you want. Getting tasks done is not not the end result. The end result is following up with customers, getting appointments, getting deals moved forward, getting customer interactions, developing relationships, rapport, rapport with customers. That's the that's what you want. You want appointments. You want to sell cars, not just do your task. And so for you salespeople out there, you have to understand that the end result is appointments, engagement, and moving a deal forward. That's the result that you need and you want every single day when you're following up with your customers. Um, and then the follow-up has to be customized to the lead source. If you are doing the same follow-up process on a Kelly Blue Book trade-in that you do on a true car, I want to buy a car, um, I'm sorry, but it's not going to reap the results that you want. And so you have to look at your lead source and do customized follow-up processes for those types of lead sources. If you have a Kelly Blue Book or you have a trade-in, that needs to be held di held differently. The the emails that you send, send need to be different. The, the phone call that you make needs to be different. Um, if you're doing cars.com, auto trader, very similar um, medians that you can follow up with, very similar. But you have to understand that you can't just throw this process of a catch-all that this is what it's going to be and think that you're going to be successful at it because it needs to be looked at differently. And then I want to tell you, be creative. Be creative in your follow-up. Be creative with your emails. It doesn't have to be so fucking boring every time. It doesn't have to be so professional that there's no laughter. It should be a fun experience buying cars. We all will agree that it should be a fun experience from start to finish when you're buying a car. So you don't have to be so stuck up and 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 in yourself that you you feel like it's unprofessional if you've sent a funny email. The biggest thing that I love about Drive Centric is the whole thing about emojis. Like people live in emojis. Now you might not want to spend a 90-year-old person in emoji, but the reality is is that you need to have some fun and be creative when you're developing this plan that is not so damn stuck up that you're actually having fun with the customer. You're making it an enjoyable experience. You still want to be professional, but you don't have to be so damn stuck up. Um, and then last but not least, I'm going to hold it off to this, is be relentless with your follow-up. And I know that word gets thrown out there a lot, relentless, but you need to be relentless with your follow-up. Remember, Bulldog, they rang your doorbell. They rang your doorbell, so go after it. Because if you're not going after it, someone else is. If you think that they only reached out to your dealership, you're fucking clueless in this world. They're already talking to two or three different dealers. And so if you are going to win the battle and win the business, then you need to understand that you need to be relentless with your follow-up. You need to be creative with your follow-up. And you need to make sure your team's accountable for the follow-up. Because if you think just because you have the best price or you have the car that you're the best of the best, that they're just going to come in, you're sadly mistaken. A few of them might. 
you might you might get a few car deals just because but the reality is is we want to grow our business i think none of us are sitting here wanting to just stay where we're at going into 2024 we want to stay where we're at if we can just just stay where we're at throughout the process oh man it'd be great we all want to grow we all want to sell more cars we want to make more gross we all want to make um our our salespeople happy we want to make sure that our dealership is is successful and so in order to do that you need to make sure you're relentless you need to make sure you have a creative follow-up process and that you're actually following the damn process because right now you suck so i don't think any of us want to suck at this i don't think we just decide that we're going to spend all this money in marketing and that we're just going to give up once they submit the lead like clearly I don't think that is in our brains, but it is in our actions. That's the problem. We don't want to say that we we stuck. We don't want to say that we don't do it, but we spend marketing dollar after marketing dollar after marketing dollar on getting someone to fill out a form, to reach out to us via phone. And then once they do that, we're like, well, our job is done. We should let the system do its thing. And they should just come in because they reached out to us. That's not going to happen. I don't think any of us want to suck at this. I think we want to all get better and make sure that we grow our business. So do the process. Follow up with your customers. Create a follow-up plan that makes sense and hold your team accountable to the plan that you decided. Because if we're going to grow in 2024, if we're going to grow our business in 2025, if that's what you're listening to this, if we're going to grow our business, it requires us to be relentless and it requires us to do our damn jobs. So quit failing at this and get at it. If you think that you're weak at it, get your manager to come out there and make the phone calls with you. If he's not, if he's he or she is too stuck up and doesn't want to do it, then get a different sales manager. Sales managers, you have to do this too. This is not just a salesperson you suck. This is a sales manager you suck to. This is a GSM you suck to. This is GM you suck to. It requires us to do the job. It requires us to work. And if you're not willing to do this as leadership, then your team's not going to be willing to do it, and you're going to continue to suck at this. And so I implore you to actually do something about this in 2024. Look at your process, look at your people, hold them accountable, and let's sell some fucking cars. You see the drippy, I'm fitted up. Hop in my car and a giddy up. Secure the bag, yeah, I get the bus. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Ooh, I've been on the flex since flex on.